Everyone wants to be loved, but have you ever thought about how your love for others might change your life? Understanding better ways to love and incorporating them into your life will lead to a major transformation in your life, regardless of whether you find it difficult to give or receive love. Listen to this episode of True Love Knots with Maria Romano with her guest, Paul Zolman. Paul talks about how he overcame an abusive childhood that did not affect his adulthood, how he learned to see love as the light, love languages, and the power of love. Good morning, everybody. Maria Romano here, True Love Knots. So let me tell you, talk about a treat this morning. I have a gentleman on that just wrote this book. When did you write this book, Paul, briefly? It was published first this year. So it's new, hot off the press. He wrote it, but it's published, okay? And it's called, you can't see this in this light, but I have it posted on my social media and it's called Role of Love. Now, you would think we're, we are in Las Vegas. I am, Paul isn't. And we think of rolling the dice, which he's going to share with you. But this is going to be a great topic because this really, really dives in deeper a bit about the love languages and the role, the role that they play in our lives and how we can use the different love languages in many ways, but how it's changed lives of many, not just for Paul, but a lot of people. And I just started reading the book and I want to tell you something. I can't wait to finish it. It totally blew me away. It was not what I thought it was. So I'm sending out hugs and kisses. Hi, Paul. How are you? Doing great. Thank you, Maria. Thanks for the invitation to be here today. Oh, you are so welcome. I put on my best perfume. Can you smell it? Absolutely. <laughs> I want to give you a hug. So tell everybody where you're at and a little bit about you, who you are before the book. Okay. I'm in St. George, Utah, and uh, I started the the journey for myself, wanting to know a little bit more about love. It really started from a time that I was dating about a dozen years ago or so. I was dating a person and it was someone that my sister introduced to me. It was her neighbor. I was living in Arizona at the time and and I'd just come off about a year and a half of destination dating. Didn't <laughs> want to do it again. You know, destination dating, meaning that I'd meet someone in New York City or Nashville or Kansas City, Atlanta, Georgia, a lot of cities, then even Cabo San Lucas. So I was meeting these people all over the place and um, the just never turned out. It was location, 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 as they say in real estate, and that wasn't working out. But this girl was interesting to me. It was time to take her to for big brother approval. And when the first thing that happened when I went in the my brother's home was that my sister-in-law pulled her aside and said, point blank, within earshot, the only emotion that the Zolman family learned growing up was anger. At first, I denied it. Then it made me mad. I read that part. I read that part, but I didn't want to give that away. Go ahead. So how... It made you mad. See, it got you angry. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought from that point, Maria, I thought from that point, you know, if that's the perception, I have great opportunity right now to change that perception. And so that's when I started the study of the color code and the five love languages. Yeah, I read the five love languages probably four or five times. I could not get the application. You know, I'm, I, I felt like I was supposed to guess what your love language is and cater to that. Now, who am I to be an authority on love at that time? Because I was raised in an abusive childhood. That's That wasn't love either. But catering to someone did not sound like love at all. 
So the second application that they had was, well, if you take this survey, you'll find out what your primary love language is. Then what? Advertise? Hello, I'm Gifts. What do you have for me today? I mean, it's just awkward. I couldn't see myself doing that either. So I tried studying the five five love languages and uh, could not, even, even to the time uh, until I created a, a, it into a game, I could not tell you what the five love languages were. So I did not have the practice of giving it away, did not have all the five love languages memorized that I could see it, understand it, and follow through and react appropriately. I didn't have any of that in my repertoire. So I made it a game, created a dice uh, that I put my own icons on. Right, have it right here. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, put my own icons on it, and and there's just two instructions. You roll the die every day. That's the love language you practice all day that day. In this journey that I've had, Maria, I've I've learned that love is directional. You really can only give it away and only react when it comes your way. So what the die has done for me and has done for many others is that it, after a 30-day period, you know how to give all five love languages away. Once you have, or have the ability to understand that and understand what it means to give it away, you can see it a lot better when it comes your way. And it may not be your primary love language, but you'll still be able to see it and then react appropriately. Oh, they're loving on me. And then, then you react appropriately to that. And, you know, I have to interject something. You did say something in the book, and I'm not quoting the right thing, but the analogy is there, is you talked about somebody might bring you, let's say they bake a banana bread for you, correct? And, and you're thinking, oh my God, I'm gluten-free. But it's okay. Their love language, they made something for you. They brought you a gift. And even though it might be like, you're offended. <laughs> oh my God. I don't. But you, and I think that it was a great, you used something else, but that was a great analogy uh, to, you know, definitely to use. But go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I think that, that that's really appropriate. It was ice cream. And then the person. Oh, yeah, it's right. Lactose intolerance. That's lactose right. Intolerance. <laughs> So instead of getting upset that, well, you know that I can't eat ice cream. Well, they didn't know. And they, they really didn't know. And just take it that it's they're trying to love. They're trying to express love in that way. That's a gift. And, and receive it in that way. I think it really will will tamp down a lot of, a lot of emotions that could be flash type emotions that would just jump out and uh, be a reactionary type emotion don't want those type of emotions you want just to be calm and and happy that people are sending love your way and that is true and you know what i loved so far you talking about it i i happen to know the love languages because i talk about them not just in the prof in your personal life but professional life as well but you're right most people don't and most people don't recognize it and i think that's the key thing but i love the idea of the dice because you've mentioned something you know i might have the love language of you know i would like you to have acts of kindness but maybe that day i might want you to tell me for example, that I, I'm loved or I'm appreciated. It's not always love in a sense of romantic love. It could be. So I do think that emotionally, it depends upon where, you know, taking the temperature of a person, right? Because your blood pressure is not the same all the time, but you want it to be, <laughs> you want it to be all the time. So I think that's great that you came up with this. It's, it's just, a, it helped me 
I loved games as a as a child. And if what my sister-in-law said was true, that we were raised in anger, and it is absolutely true as I think about it, and as I thought about it, you know, I was just denying it all that time. And as I realized and, and embraced that, how could I learn love? How could I learn any of the aspects of love in an environment like that? And it's really difficult. You know, when I took the survey of Dr. Gary Chapman, of course I was physical touch. I thought that was love. And, you know, when you're, I, if I wasn't getting whacked, I didn't feel loved. And it was, right, we're picked on. <laughs> But yeah, if I was, I'm number 10 of 11 children. I saw, yes, I read that. And so, you nestled between sisters. So you've learned to appreciate women. That's right. I, women are great. Yes. They really have a lot of value. And so, but, I, go, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Talk about your, I didn't want to give away too much about how you were raised and, you know, but you can share whatever you'd like because that's part of the book. It's a big part of it. It is a, a, a and it's a big part of my life. I, I just think that, if if you can transform, I was I, I like to sometimes say that I was trained as an abuser. Sometimes I will scare people away, but that's really what the training was. If you're in an abusive childhood, you're actually being trained to abuse your children when you have your own children, and it's not a good idea. It's really it's you've got to sometime somehow put the brakes on and change change the direction, change the tra trajectory of your life. And this really was the, the eye opener for me that I thought I, I thought I already had put the brakes on a long, long time ago, but still having that stigma of being raised in an angry atmosphere, still being connected to that was something I really wanted the distance. So there's a spectrum that I talk about a little bit in the book, too, that I felt like abusers are on one end of the spectrum. Love is on the other end of the spectrum. I ran so fast as I could from that abusive side of the spectrum to the loving side, figuring out how to love appropriately to everybody. Well, you were one of the few that were, you were able to transition and not allow your childhood to affect all of your adulthood. So that was, and not everybody is capable of doing that. I mean, we know that. And it takes a special individual discipline, perseverance, and wanting to change and not wanting to be on that hamster wheel, mm -hmm. uh, which I think, and I love, first of all, that you have quotes in the beginning of pretty much of every chapter, which I did that with my book. And I, and I love the one that um, you wrote on Gandhi. It says, the day the power of love over overrules the love of power, the world will know peace. Oh my God, isn't that so true? Yeah. So Troy, I just you now as you went through this book and you wrote wrote it, you chose you were choosing each uh, quote carefully. Am I correct for each chapter? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So so let's back up. Let's talk about so your sister in law pulled the woman you were dating that was her neighbor or her friend aside. It was, it, no, it was my my sister's neighbor. Okay. But, but it's my sister-in-law that pulled her. Okay. My brother. So, okay. Is she still in your life? She's not, unfortunately. Oh, okay. I was going to, I want to hear the story about how you met your wife. Well, actually I love pickleball and I met my current wife playing pickleball. Okay. And, um, it was a kind of a singles activity. I developed this die while I was a single person because again, as you just mentioned, Maria, I wanted to change. I was one of those that really I want the I, I want a different stigma I want a different uh, connection 
I don't want that connection to abuse anymore. I don't. I don't want that connection to anger. I don't want it anymore. And so I, I was developing that, rolling the die every day. And I've done it for probably about eight years. I've had the die. But the book is just fresh, fresh off the press. And um, that uh, the my current wife was, was just someone that um, was attractive, of course, and some someone that just I, I wanted to be with. And we're doing great. How long have you been together? We've been married. It'll be in August. It'll be six years. Oh, good for you. Still newlyweds. And, you know, I think that uh, you're right. You did something. Let's take a moment. And you actually started developing the habits of good habits of loving and dating. You said for the past few years before you got eight years, you said you've been doing that. So I don't know when you met your wife. How long did you start changing those habits that you had? I started changing them approximately eight years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, the idea and everything for the, the dice was prior to that. Mm-hmm. It took two years to just do the artwork, just to get the right icons, to be able to put them on a die. Then I shopped manufacturers and, and got it manufactured. Um, it's, it's actually a Polish manufacturer that, is, that did the die. And the reason I, I did it Poland because they're known for their ceramics. They're known for their artisan types of uh, things that they do. And they just really, really do nice work. You can't really see it, um, but they're just, yeah. And thank you so much for my copy and my dice. But you know what? I love, so when you started doing this, okay, and you, you thought about this, did you, you didn't have the dice. So were you rolling out? your love languages every day? Did you have like a fishbowl with a bunch of, you know, notes in there and pick out one? Or how did you start developing the habit yourself? Well, everything comes with a little prototype. So you're right, Maria. I had a very clunky um, prototype. It was probably two and a half inches um, in a cube. So each side of the cube is two and a half inches. And being a piece of wood, it was hard to roll. So I had to kind of round off the sharp edges and so that would roll but i had to had the, someone with a laser printer laser print my icons on each side of the die and so i was rolling the wooden die before i had the the ceramic one okay so that's it now when you started and when you did that you really disciplined yourself and you did you started noticing because it's not just, you know, like I said, for romantic love, it's in your workplace when you started going out. So let's say you rolled the dice on uh, words of, you know, affirmation. And you did that. How, tell me when you started noticing that there was a difference in how you were receiving people and how people were receiving you. How long did it take? I think I, I was, as far as the discipline goes, I mean, I saw it as an investment. And being you being from Las Vegas, it's that's what people do. They think gambling might be an investment. And so, so they keep putting it in a slot machine. Unfortunately, it's fun, it's funny to watch, but uh, glad for those that win. But I saw this as a two-second investment. It didn't take at long at all to roll the die. Less than two seconds to roll the die every day. It set the, the pattern or the purpose of the day, though. And and it because I had icons, because it's a picture if I say the word elephant, E-L-E-P-H-N-T, is not coming to your mind. It's the picture of an elephant. So it's not the words, it's the picture. So as I rolled the die in the morning, the picture, the icon would stay with me all day long. And that's what I'm watching for. And I, what I found and is more of a discovery 
is that I was focusing on how can I love this person in this genre today? What is there about that person that I can love? And as I went through the day, I'm always watching. Those are the thoughts I'm thinking. I'm always watching for opportunities to love. What is there about that person I can love? How can I love that person in this way? And and that's my whole day. When I did that, it crowded out any opportunity and, and any thoughts that I used to have that would, anything coming from an angry childhood becomes more critical. You're always looking for faults. You're always looking for mistakes just because that's how you're trained. You're looking for what's wrong with that person, not what's right with that person. So changing that whole mindset to what's right with that person, what can I love about that person? I was busy all day long. It totally crowded out any negativity of judgment of, of any type of criticism at all. Just watching for what can I love about that person. And I love that because I'm looking at, as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at the different pictures, you know, which is, I think is important, like quality time. So you have, it looks like, is that an hourglass I'm looking at? Yes, an yes, hourglass. Yes. So you really is pretty unique. And then of course, acts of service is that somebody with the tray in their hand, right? And of touch, you have two hands. I love that. The heart, I love the heart one. That's, you know, saying it's physical and the gifts are fun. <laughs> I love them. People can't see, but it's really, it's neat. So when people order the book, they get, which is wonderful. They get the actual, um, the book, the dice, and then of course, a little cheat sheet that I call a little index that kind of helps you with every day. And since I took this out every day, I'm going to start to do this and see how it helps me. So talk about the transformation in your personal life and what led, you know, you were able then to meet, what is your wife's name? Dana. Dana. So Jana, which Jana. part? With a J. Jana with the J. So, and when you met her, I mean, did you feel like you, you changed and it took you with this evolution process? And let me tell you, it's hard as we get to a certain age, are we really want to make a change? Are we really open to changes? Because I find that men and women, especially, I mean, they get defiant. Like, I'm not going to change. This is who I am. Maybe you can share because this is the book is not just giving you the book actually transforms you if you're ready for it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that uh, that's just the very key. If you're ready for it, if you're, if you have a desire to have any, any desire at all, be it ever so small, any desire to change, this is a very simple thing. And I wanted to keep it very simple because this is something that even kids can do. Once, yes. once Maria, I had a family of five that was testing this and, um, the the youngest was four years old, a little boy, and he had older brothers and an old, older sister. One day he rolled physical touch. The mother told me the story. He rolls physical touch and he fist pumps. And he said, yes, physical touch. And he immediately starts beating up on his brothers. And he, th he thought, he thought, that, <laughs> just like I thought that was love in my childhood, he thought that was love, that when his brothers beat on him, that they loved him. And so it was a perfect opportunity for that mother to teach correct principles. This is the way you love. This would be appropriate. This would not be appropriate. And just <laughs> a great teaching moment. 
<laughs> you know, it's funny because I come from a large Italian family and there's always an Anthony and Maria in an Italian family and we don't speak. We shout, <laughs> we shout at each other. So if we're not yelling at each other. We're not loving on each other. So I, I totally get that where that, you know, you get a shot behind the head. I mean, that's just what you're used to, but um, you know, let's talk about the transformation. I really think that that's what I'd like to focus on for the fe- next few minutes, if you can, because I, that's the importance of this. And I think it just starts small, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a commitment that you've got to make. If you're gonna if you're gonna do it, just do it. And and like I said, the commitment is two seconds a day to set this set the tone for the day. That's it. I I did develop a journal as well. I didn't didn't send it, but I've developed a journal that says Roll of Love Journal on it. Inside the journal, it has the date. It has what you rolled that day. It has you record what opportunities you saw that day and then what you did about any of those opportunities. And I think part of transformation is recording mm-hmm. what you're seeing in the process. Mm-hmm. It's worked yes. so well for me. What, you know, I was, I was, have been a person that I've written, I've written my mother. Uh, I started writing my mother when I was 19 years I old. I saw that like 1500 letters or something yeah, oh over 1500 letters over a 32 period and 32 year period until she had passed away i wrote her letters i missed sometimes but i did you know still over a 32 year period 1500 letters that had that had written anyway it's a it's just been a, a great thing that um you record what you're doing in your life or tell someone you've got to be accountable if you're going to have any kind of transformation You've got to be accountable to someone, even if it's just to yourself, but it's better to, to be accountable to someone else. Tell them what you're doing. Tell them what, what you expect to do and then have them be, so to speak, they're not really, I don't want to use the word target, but I can't think of any other word. They're, they're, they're the receivers of the love that you give to them. And it's, it's different though with this, the transformation is going to be, you're watching to love everyone, everyone, even that driver that pulls in front of you. you know, you've got to start thinking better thoughts of, well, they must be in a bigger hurry than than I am. Or, you know, just be curious, say, oh, I can let you in. I mean, there's no big deal about I'll just let you in when they're cutting in front of you. For the for part, Partly as a joke and for that purpose, on my license plate on my vehicle, it says, try love. So that when when I'm the person cutting in in front of somebody, they get, <laughs> they, they get the message: try love, and just try yeah, and, and yes, instead of a gesture, absolutely a That's physical right. gesture. <laughs> and, and I, I get I had very little um, you know uh, negativity that comes from you know, doing. Love, they have to chuckle, and do they people take pictures of your plate? Your license plate? I I have had several that have asked to take a picture of the license plate. Yeah, yeah I, I have a, a personalized one that says Mary and the letter U. And I have a lot of people that take pictures. But but I love that. I love that. Try love. That's great. You know, and it, and like you said, the transformation just with the family that you were, you know, testing this with and how she taught her son, you don't want to beat on him. And that, when you start it young, look at what happens, which if you mom and dad would have had something like this right for you it would have been a different trajectory or or if i had learned it in the schools and i'm I'm really trying maria to get it in the schools 
because it's so so, uh, so innocuous. It's not going to take a lot of time. If they roll the die, and I imagine the girls will need their own die and the boys will need their own die. In a school classroom, a small for elementary school, in a small classroom that way. But at the end of the day, the last 10 or 15 minutes of the day usually are really non-productive minutes. Why not give them a journal page, each child a journal page, have them record what opportunities they saw all day to love in the way that they rolled earlier in the day, what they did about those opportunities, and the, that becomes kind of a love journal for them. It develops a kind of, how did I love in third grade? How did I love in fourth grade? And it just becomes a love legacy for them. How does Jana enjoy this? She loves being the recipient. She, she still likes her sarcasm, though, and she <laughs> still likes... Um, That's what you love about her. <laughs> uh, you kind of love love the little uh, snarkiness that way, a little bit. You need to have that. Uh-huh. It's, it's, but, and how do you feel? I know you were married before, and 23 years or 22 years, I can't remember if I'm correct. And now, of course, you're newlyweds. How has this relationship really evolved and changed your life? Changed my life? Uh-huh. Oh, Different. The, I think that um, uh, I just, I, I find myself, Maria, finding that I, I'm starting to love things that are appropriate to love that my wife loves. I think that there's a, a developing there a great bond that, you know, especially, and you could take it to people that are have been widowed, that you, the the new husband or or the new wife, depending on who was widowed, would love the, the person that they loved just as much as they did, or or close to as much, find out as much about that person and love them just like the spouse did. Build that bond of love through loving the same things. And I think that my wife and I have done that. She loves travel. She loves riding bikes. She loves she loves pickleball. Her knees are starting to give out <laughs> a little bit, so she's not able to do it a lot. But she loves those kind of things. And, and this developed that bond of love that you talk about in, in your podcast and, and in your wedding uh, officiating that you do, developing that bond of love on commonality. What can we love in common? And that we're always going to love, always going to love. I, I love that. I love that. It includes children, includes um, former spouses. Uh, it just includes everybody that's in their life. And I, in their life. and I think what you do, what you've done is just so genius, so brilliant. Um, and I'm hoping you know a little bit that we do here with this podcast and YouTube will get the word out, and I will definitely speak about it. Where can we find the book and the dice and the journal? Everything is on rolloflove.com. R-O-L-E of love.com. Okay. And no other place. That's the best place to find that, it. That's the best place. Uh, the, the book also is on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's best. If you put role of love, you're going to get a lot of things coming up. And 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 you'll probably be a long time before finding it. But if you type in my name, Paul Zolman, Z-O-L-M-A-N, you'll, it'll come right up. Well, I'm going to put that in the show notes. Anything you'd like to leave us with before we sign off? Anything you want to share, Paul? The only thing that I, I think I can't emphasize enough of is just find a, that commonality, find those bonds of love that um, are common with the per- people that you love and just expand on that. I love the whole idea of a magnifying glass. What Whatever we magnify is going to grow bigger. 
So if you magnify the things that you love about a person rather than the things you dislike about that person, those things that you love are going to grow bigger. If you magnify the things that you dislike, those are going to grow bigger. And who I don't know anybody that wants that. I love but, that. But love inadvertently, that. we do it. So just focus and magnify those things that you want to grow bigger. And amplify it. You're right. That's so important. We put it on steroids, right? Supersize. What great, great words. Well, everybody, this was such a treat today. I'm going to tell you. And like I said, I read, started reading the book. I'm going to finish it tonight. And it blew me away. It was not what I thought it was. And it really gave me some insight. And I'm going to start rolling the dice. As a matter of fact, let's see. Okay. Acts of service. That's what it came to today. So today, my what I'm going to do in my message magnifying it is acts of service to everybody that I meet. That doesn't mean, doesn't mean spending a lot of money, but doing something for them. Well, in the meantime, thank you so much. And as I sign off, as I always say, continue to stay healthy, happy, and safe, everyone, and spread love. <music>